Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well-being. So I updated my value-based spending guide with more juicy questions to dive into your relationship with money. So I thought, why not guide you through in today's bonus episode? So head over to beyondthedollar.co slash values and grab the free guide, including some simple worksheets so you can be a total badass with your money. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go Beyond the Dollar. Well, hello. Just FYI, I use this process in the value space spending guide uh, once a year just to make sure that I'm, I'm still on the right track. So I just figured update it again, like I said in the intro, add more questions since y'all are just really wondering what to do after you discover your values. I'm like, duh, I didn't add that in yet. <laughs> so before I dive in, feel free to dive in the guide now and just follow along. You might find it more helpful that way. So again, that's at beyondthedollar.co slash values. Okay. So what are your values? Now, at the end of the day, your money is to help you enhance your life, right? So your values are really one of the best ways to do that. And what I mean is that when you make purchases that feel icky or you find you regret them later, you're going against your values. So you want your money to ultimately bring you some form of happiness or joy, whatever that would look like for you. And so in order for you to be able to do that, it does require a bit of self-reflection and experimentation to help you figure that all out. So once I start just diving a little bit more into my values and using this process to really guide my spending, I actually found that I spent less money, I saved more, I felt less stress, and rarely regretted my purchases. So, I mean, let's be honest, I still fall victim to emotional spending from time to time, so I can't say like this is like 100% foolproof. Now, maybe you want to be debt-free or you want to save it for that trip to Paris with your partner, or you want to be able to go even like once a week guilt-free to your favorite restaurant, using your values to help you free up money is going to really be able to help you do that. So well, I'd love you to give you this like foolproof, definitive step-by-step on making this happen, the truth is I can provide you with a like, I guess, framework or system, so to speak, and then it's up to you to take it and run with it. So if you have any questions beyond this, um, even after downloading the guide, hit me up. Uh, feel free to email me, hello at beyondthedollar.co, and I would really love to see how I can help you. All right. So I didn't dive too deep into like an, an explanation of what values are. So let's just talk quickly about what it means. Some of the misconceptions of when you hear people talking about, oh, my values. So first, it doesn't mean the things you value. It's more of a idea or a concept or a feeling. So for example, a lot of people go, oh, I value travel. That is really part of my values to be able to travel. That is not necessarily your value because you can still make purchases that you end up regretting or that isn't going to bring you to that version of happiness, even if it's somehow related to your travel, especially if it doesn't align with your value. So I talked about this on Instagram a little while back, but I'm just going to explain it again in case you didn't see that post. So let's say you booked a bus tour with your friends, right? Again, you say, oh, I really value travel. So I'm going to book this bus tour with my friends in Europe, okay? 
you're in this beautiful place. The food is amazing. The tour guide's really wonderful. You're with your friends who you haven't seen in a while and you're just like wanting some bonding time. But you end up having a miserable time despite all of these wonderful things that are happening. That's because there's something about that trip itself that isn't aligned with your value. So let's say your value is autonomy. Autonomy is this idea of a concept, right? You can kind of do things on your own terms. And so let's say that is your value. Going back to the travel example, you're probably not happy on this bus tour because it doesn't align with your value of autonomy because you're essentially being taken from place to place. You don't really have a time where you can just do things on your own. Like for most bus tours, you have this set schedule. I mean, they try to accommodate as many people as possible, right? Whereas you really like the idea of just showing up, kind of exploring, maybe knowing where you're going to go, but you don't really have a time limit. So in this case, you value autonomy, you love travel, but those two things aren't meshing together. So maybe instead, if you were to travel and found some way to have a a freer schedule, then it would be a purchase that would help you with your happiness. So do you see what I mean? This the subtle difference there is really think about values in terms of this concept. It's a little bit vague, but it will really help you figure out like when you start to analyze your purchases, your past, your present, and even your future ones, like why some things are are not really kind of hitting the nail on the coffin, so to speak. So next time, again, like you make any financial related decision, just try to think about that underlying value that you want to fulfill. All right. So now that we kind of cleared that up, the first step to values-based spending is uh, like figure out your values, right? So I have a whole list in the guide. I'm not going to read them all here because it's super long. Uh, maybe you already have a list that you used or you found one somewhere else. That's great. You can start thinking about that list and see if there's any that really stick out to you. Okay. Otherwise, you're like, "Mm, I'm not sure. Then go ahead and do a really deep dive into your financial situation now. So this can be very scary for some people because you you need to kind of go into your credit card or bank account statements. So work your way to that or just start thinking about the purchases that you've already made or debts that you're paying off. So some of the questions to think about would include any purchases that really still let you up or what would you spend on if money wasn't an issue at all? Like if money just literally grew from trees and you can just pluck like $100 bills and spend it wherever you want, just start naming it and allow yourself to just go like wild with it, right? Then once you do that, once you find purchases that you have made that you that really light you up or, or purchases that you would love to make if money were no issues, see if there's any common threads with them. All right. So something that I do for me, um, I'll just use myself as an example, is that one of the things that I would love to spend on if I did not have, like if money were not an object, is actually a full-time VA for my business. And part of that falls into the idea of autonomy. So I'll go into that a little bit deeper in a second. Some of the things that I also would love to do is to have a concierge service for when I travel. I would love a crap load of plants and actually somebody to teach me how to take care of them because as of this recording, unfortunately, I have two bonsai trees that are not doing so well. So (laughs) a little bit upset about that. All right. So then 
once you find the common threads, you want to come up with a few values. I typically choose like five just so I don't want to overwhelm myself. It's up to you how many you want. This is a really great exercise to kind of think about what your priorities are. All right. So now that you have your list of values, you are going to take a look at your bank statements or credit card statements in or however you want to track, however you track your money and then see whether any of these purchases really lined up with your values. So let's say you really value community and you realize all of the money that you have been spending so far, some of it's towards causes that really light you up. Maybe there are a few things where you bought lunch for friends or you buy books and then you decide to donate to the La Free Little Library after you're done. Okay. So those sound like they're aligned with the values of community because you're using money to, to help other people learn, to benefit other people in the community. Right. And then were there any that didn't align with your values? Right. That's also important because then it's going to help you figure out what you can do to, to change. All right. And then most importantly, as you're going through these purchases, Think about how you felt when you made them. So let's say you did buy books and you read them and then you put them in that free little library near your house. Like, did it feel good to do that? Or did it feel weird because you didn't really like that book, but then you feel bad wasting it, right? Kind of go through those. So if you're going through purchases that like you regret or you didn't like, you felt really bad about it, like don't please berate yourself or feel bad. Again, you know, like I always say, allow yourself to feel what you feel, which is totally fine. Try to really recognize that this is simply an exercise to help you look at your spending habits so that you can figure out how to move on to do something healthier with your money. That's it. Okay. So like I said, it, it can be difficult, but try to stay really neutral, like just stick to the facts. Like this is what I spent on. It doesn't align with this value. I didn't feel good about it. So I don't want to do it again. If you're doing a few things or even one thing that already works, pat yourself on the back. I mean, no matter how small it is. I mean, even if you bought a coffee for a friend and let's say that aligns with your values of community, that $5 purchase is amazing. Okay. It doesn't matter how small. I mean, seriously, like most of us can feel really negative and dejected. Like for me, I don't like to celebrate my accomplishments. So I really make it a point to celebrate every victory every task, no matter how small it is. And again, this is, again, just an insight, or you can use this as a lesson to figure out where you stand in terms of spending with your values. And if you need a reminder that this is going to help you, like go back to the things that you spend money on that really, really lights you up. Like maybe you have purchases that you made like 10 years ago that you still think about. So now that you've kind of gone through that you can also go back to your list of values to see like if there's anything that's a bit off. If there is, kind of figure that out. And then go through even more questions. So one of my favorite questions from the value space spending guide is how can I change some of my spending habits now so that it's in more in line with my values? So let's say health is a huge value of your you you like being healthy, you want to feel healthy, you want to help other people be healthy and you realize you've been spending money lately on and a lot of protein shakes that don't really work with your body but they're cheap so you bought them or you decide that you were like I'm having a really stressful time I'm going to go out and eat 
cheeseburger and you are allergic to dairy or you have reactions to dairy. So those things aren't necessarily in line with your values because you're not spending it to help your body. Then the question becomes like, what can I change now? So maybe it requires you spending more money on that better protein powder that's going to give you the energy that you need throughout the day. It could mean going to a vegan restaurant so you know that if you're going to have a cheeseburger, it's, well, it's a plant-based patty, but the cheese is going to be vegan friendly. So you're not at risk of eating dairy and that reacts with your body. Okay. So again, sounds really simple. But making these minor changes is really going to snowball into other areas of your life. And especially this one is health, right? Like health is health is wealth. Really, again, cheesy, but it, it's true. Now, you might be wondering at this point, okay, how am I going to budget with this? Like I have fixed expenses. Like I have rent. I have debt to pay off. I have all this other stuff. Now, I'm not saying that you can decide to pay for them or not. I mean, rent is pretty non-negotiable. And I'm not saying like not to pay again, not to pay for them, but I'm merely just asking you if you do, if you're in that situation where like, let's say rent is a pretty enormous chunk of your budget and you hate living there, see if there's some way you can cut back or just make do, try to find some way to to feel okay about it until let's say your rent is up or your debt really sucks and you hate it but find some way to turn it around. So if you've listened to a few interviews I've done in other podcasts, I'll try to link to them in the show notes. I talk a lot about my credit card debt when I had that about, gosh, I think about 12 years ago now. And I had to really think about it in a more positive light. So I got into debt basically taking care of an ex. And so I really was resentful of that credit card debt for a very long time. But I forced myself to look at some of those purchases and what made me really happy. So I remember putting a few tours on there. I was in New Zealand for a while. And I just remember feeling so amazing climbing some uh, glacier. Cannot remember the name at the moment, but I would I would just like go, okay, you know what? This debt really sucks. But this debt with the purchases that I made, some of them were actually aligned with my value. So if there's debt that you absolutely hate, you can try to do things like refinance or negotiate lower payment, all of those things. But to feel better about it, just reframe it. So like student loan debt is a major like sort spot for people, right? But think about how that debt has benefited you. So were you able to get a job that paid better as a result of the debt? Or did you meet your husband at the college that you both went to as a result of the debt? Like little things like that. I urge you to try to be as positive as you can. So I hope this helps. And if you like this, I urge you to try it. Again, it's at beyondthedollar.co slash values to download this guide um, that I just talked about in this episode. And if you use it, like, let me know what you think. I really, really would love to hear it. If you have any other feedback or you just like you're a fan <laughs> in general, um, I always appreciate you sharing with a friend. It doesn't have to be this episode, maybe another episode that you found really compelling or hit me up. Hello at beyondthedollar.co. Again, again, I read every single email and hopefully I will reply in time to, to your question or feedback. So, all right, that's enough for me until next time. By the way, thanks again to Donovan Durant for this awesome theme music. Thank you so much for listening in on Beyond the Dollar. If you like what you heard, Please share with a friend. It'll help share the mission of what we're trying to do, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. Tag them on Instagram or one of my posts at Beyond the Dollar. Send them a link. Whatever you want to do to spread the mission of what we're doing here. 
Now, if you feel that putting monies towards the things that really matter is a challenge for you, download our values-based spending guide. You'll gain clarity around what matters to you most in life, be able to name your most important values, and how to start putting money towards those things. To download the values-based spending guide, go to beyondthedollar.co slash values. Thank you again for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. And thanks to Donovan Durant for providing this awesome music. Music.